problems. We all have them, but what makes you good in business is your ability to manage problems and find new solutions. In today's lesson, we'll learn three important problem-solving skills and learn the business English expressions to talk about them with your team. Let's go. Hi, I'm your English coach, Christina, and welcome to Business English with Christina, where you become better at English and better at business. So last week we learned some interesting expressions for like helping your team to solve interesting problems in English by understanding your problem and then also like believing in your ability to actually solve that problem. And if you missed that lesson, that's okay. You can follow the link um, in the notes below if you want to go back and watch that lesson. And I recommend that you do. And we even began to actually like solve a problem together. And you know, it's a problem that a lot of people who watch my videos share. So maybe you had that problem too. And it's, you know, for more complex business situations, you need more advanced English. But like, I don't know, the big question is, how do you get more advanced English? Well, why don't we get back to tackling that problem together. You know, a lot of the problems that we face and that are difficult to solve, it's what we call last mile problems. It's like we know how to get there, we almost get there, and then just before that, finishing that like last mile of solving the problem, eh, we, we just, we don't, we stop, I don't know. Um, so, you know, what makes us like travel figuratively, um, travel like 999 miles and we just stop before we finish that 1,000th mile. That's not an easy word to say 1,000th, but that's okay. Um, that 1,000th mile, it's like just before we get to the end, to the solution, we stop. Why? It's because of our our brains. And don't stop before you get the full benefit of this lesson. It's very simple. You've got one thing to do. Go over to christinarobafay.com slash worksheets and get the worksheet that goes with this video so you can really learn and I would say assimilate everything in this lesson. Use it in your real life. And you don't even have to go 999 miles. You just have to go down to the link below the video. Here's Sandal Mullenathan, a behavioral economist in a great TED Talk all about those last mile problems. And in this TED Talk, he's talking about brains. Your brain, my brain my cat's brain, maybe not the cat's brain, anyway, and he's reminding us that we need to remember how the brain works when we're trying to solve problems. All right, what's the problem? The problem is this little three-pound machine that's behind your eyes and between your ears. This machine is really strange, and one of the consequences is that people are weird. They do lots of inconsistent things. So how do you make your brain a part of the solution to a complex problem rather than part of the problem? In other words, how do we create the strategies where the brain is actually going to help us instead of hurting us? 
First thing is start small. You know, take a big problem and break it into the smaller parts and then work on those like one at a time, step by step. For example, someone who says, um, I need to be better at um, meetings in English, for example. It's a very common thing that we help clients with. Um, and we say, okay, well, in your meeting, first of all, what do you have to do? Um, maybe I have to you know, um, open the meeting, maybe I have to um, lead the discussions, maybe I have to uh, tell people when to stop interrupting, uh, maybe I have to answer questions. And we'll look at all of those things and then we'll start with just maybe the first one. Okay, opening the meeting. So what do you have to do for opening the meeting? Um, what's difficult for you? Let's work on that one thing get that in place, and then we'll move on to the next thing, but really doing it one step at a time. The other thing you can do, it's really forming great habits, like taking a small step that's easy to do every day. For example, if someone says, you know, I need to work on my English for leading meetings, but I just never have the time, we'll say, all right, what's the first thing that you need to do to start getting that habit of working on your English every day. And it might be something really, really, really small, like take your, your notebook for English or some notes or whatever um, and just put it on your desk so that you see it every day and you think, I need to do my English today. And you know, get that habit, just get the habit of thinking about, I need to do my English today. Um, when that's easy, try that next little habit, all right? Next habit, um, I'm gonna open my notebook and look at it for one minute. Um, do that, and when you feel like that's easy, you got that habit, add something to it, and just get the habit in place, starting very small, like stupid small, like, you're like, Christina, that doesn't even, there's no point in doing that. That's how simple and easy it has to be to start getting that habit. Next thing you wanna do is track your progress. So, you know, keeping track of all of those times you do that one small thing. The simplest way to do this, print out a calendar, put it like on your wall, on your fridge, somewhere where you see it every day, and every day that you do that simple habit, put a check mark on it and you'll see all those check marks building up and you will not want to break that streak and you'll you'll do it just to be able to keep that streak going and then finally reward yourself you know to stay motivated to meet your long-term goal you need to have some quick immediate rewards um you know it can be anything you can say all right if i do my habit for one week, um, I'm going to, I don't know, buy myself a cookie at the bakery, I don't know, whatever, whatever makes you feel good. Just find something where you can say, if I reach this goal, I'm gonna reward myself to say, hey, Christina, good job. And another step that you can take to solving your problem, it's using a thing called social accountability. And that basically is a fancy way to say 
not trying to solve your problem alone. It means, you know, getting help from other people, looking at how other people are solving similar problems, you know, knowing that other people on your team are kind of like looking at you as you're trying to solve the problem so that you have a little bit of accountability and you know that they're going to see if you make progress or not. You know, in the example of trying to get to a more advanced level of English, some examples of social accountability might be um, like meeting up with your coach to show them the homework that you did uh, in between your sessions and showing them what you practiced and what you, you know, you took the time to work on. Um, it could also be, you know, meeting with like a group of people, like, like a conversation club or a conversation group, um, and coming to the session, you know, you've prepared the, the work to talk about that topic. And so you come in and you show them that you've done the work and because you knew that they were going to see if you had done the work, you took the time to actually do it. It's much more powerful than just trying to, you know, put it in your schedule, but then something more urgent always comes up. And if you don't do your English, hey, nobody's going to notice. You know, that is a recipe for never finding time to improve your English. You know, you have a lot of expertise in something. You don't get to where you're at in your career today without it. But you can't be an expert in everything. That's normal. And sometimes you may need to bring in an expert to help you solve a problem. That way you can continue focusing on your work and trying to do your best while someone else thinks about the ideas, bringing in a new perspective, and helping you to solve your problem. And often, bringing in an expert is a very worthy investment. Just, I mean, for example, me, um, I do not hesitate to bring in an expert, for example, to do my taxes because a mistake could cost a lot of money um, and I don't understand every complexity of tax law. Um, I've got a business coach that I'm working with because some, some sometimes I'm so focused on the business that I can't see, you know, sometimes very simple solutions to problems that I'm struggling with. Having that coach helps me to stay focused on the goals and also to make sure that either I do what I need to do or that something that's very complex and difficult is done by someone who has that expertise, which saves me time, saves me um, worry, anxiety, and that is worth investing in. If you don't use it, you lose it. So here's how you can use what you learned today. In the comments, I want you to tell me about a time when you hired an expert to come in and to help you do the thing, solve the problem that you needed to solve. Maybe it was a teacher or a coach or someone to do your taxes or 
um, someone to help you redecorate your apartment. It doesn't matter. But tell me about a time when you actually went and got help to solve one of your problems. You know, a lot of my clients come to me and to my team of teachers to help them, you know, prepare presentations, prepare job interviews, feel more comfortable in meetings in English, um, all of those things because they know that they're going to be better if we can help them. Now, if this lesson was helpful for you, I would love to know. And there are three ways that you can tell me. The first thing is to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel because that helps me. Um, you know, it helps me help more people, basically. And that way I see that you're enjoying these lessons. You can go over to christinarobofay.com slash worksheets and you can get a worksheet to help you really practice what you've learned in this video. And go back and watch that video from last week um, all about, you know, identifying your problems and believing, having that mindset that you can solve them. All right, thank you so much for improving your English with Business English with Christina, and I'll see you next time.